Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In Case You Missed It. It's been a while. It's been too long. It's been a while for you, because you weren't here the last time we recorded. Well, I tried to listen to it, but <laughs> I couldn't find it anywhere. Hmm. Well, we'll come back to that at the end when we come to box office results, even though we weren't here last week, because we're all having an Oscars party, and <laughs> like, we'll, we'll cover that. We'll cover that. Um, so as always, iTunes and Spotify. Oh, I didn't, I didn't say, Steve's not here. Yeah, but, you know, people didn't know. <laughs> no, we, we miss Steve. We miss Steve dearly. He should have done the tech video. <laughs> but, I don't know. We've got the light working, so that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, Inside joke. Inside a joke. Um, so, as always, iTunes and Spotify, like and comment and share. It's the most important that. thing you can the do. Most Re- reviewing us on iTunes is the, the most important thing you can do. In life. In life, yeah. It is the oh. 11th commandment. Oh. Biblical. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Spotify's fine too. If you like Spotify, I like Spotify. But I prefer Spotify. But if you want like more exciting content, then go to iTunes and review us because it's great. I, I I listen to everything on Spotify, but I have gone. I'll, I'll go and like and comment and stuff. Excellent on iTunes. Because I'm that kind of. I'm a nice man. I don't really listen to us, but only because Steve never uploads anything. <laughs> um. So let's jump into the trailers that we've missed. We've missed quite a few just because uh, we haven't been here. But it's also been just a big week for trailers just in general. I think some cool ones. Some good ones. Some really well. good ones. We'll probably start with the best one. It's that time of year where we're starting to get the summer trailers now. Exactly. It's my favourite My favorite season's gone now. Some people's favourite seasons are spring, summer, autumn or winter. My favourite season is award season. season. Yeah. Um, that's come and gone now. We'll talk about... We'll get into the Oscars in a little bit. Um, that's what we were saying it, it's, it's summer trailer time especially getting those second trailer times which a lot of these are yeah you've had the you had the early TV spots the teasers yeah. now it's like main story we've trailers, had the main poster which is a good thing and a bad thing it depending could, on the yeah. way the trailer's been cut uh, so the, the first big one that uh, we're going to talk about is Detective Pikachu the yeah. second trailer for that yeah. um, I know I remember we spoke on the episode when the first one came out and how much we love that. All about it. And yeah. I think it got an uh, Insider Award nom for it. Did it? I think it did. Well, it was best trailer? On, it was definitely a minus. No, it was uh, Mission it was, Impossible. No, out. I'm not saying it won. Oh, it was nominated. Five. It was nominated for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what is... This one, you get a little bit more... You get a little bit more story. We see a little bit... If you don't know the... Yeah, theme. which I'm actually kind of against, really. I think the first trailer was definitely better. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that, but it was nice. I, to see I liked it. what I saw. I just saw too much. Yeah, um, exactly. And like, I can piece together what the film's going to be now. Yeah, and I, yeah. I could probably tell you what's going to happen. But like, I'm not against. Like, I'm. I still have a good time. Like, yeah, this trailer was still compared to most trailers, and I think pretty much every other trailer on this list, um, like it manages. Which a lot of these are second trailers. It manages to give you that story. Still have fun. Um, maybe that's just because it's going to be a better film than the rest of the ones that we're going to talk about. Maybe there's there's one that I don't there's two on here that I don't think it'll be better than. <laughs> but uh, I think I can predict, I think I can definitely predict which. Yep, which one of two. them is coming up next. <laughs> yeah, X Men um, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> this one caused pun intended quite a storm on the internet. Oh. Um, okay. Because it gives a, a pretty big spoiler for the film, but I don't think people. It's a spoiler. And whether it's a big spoiler or not, because I think everyone predicted it anyway. Yeah, I think if you've been following Jennifer Lawrence's contract talks exactly. since first class, yeah. <laughs> this won't be a she spoiler. She really didn't want to come back. 
Well, it's because after first class, her career took off. Exactly. First class was what 2011. The first Hunger Games was 2012. That's yeah. when she really started skyrocketing. So yeah. Ever since then, they've, she's kind of been in either, uh, you know, so in Days of Future Past, she was in a much bigger role yeah. than her character had sort because of any right having because it was Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Got bigger. Then it kind of became. She, you know her contract would change around the makeup she would have and the costume yeah, so she looks weird. weird all the time yeah she just looked different in every yeah one. and even this this one even though she's really a shapeshifter it's just weird the, the way she looks it's just too blue it's too blue it's too blue I'm not happy about it's it it's the wrong blue as well and it's not it dark feels, enough yeah exactly it's not dark enough and now what her kid's in it I'm confused like oh yeah she should be hanging out with Nightcrawler now we don't I don't know I'm so confused by this the, the, but the there's also the problem canon. that they haven't aged in 30 years yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, but you kind of just like to an extent, I kind of just try not to think well, about I'm that. I'm gonna say it. James McAvoy looks younger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? as soon as I saw him, I now can't see him apart from one of the split personalities. So when he turned up in that turtleneck, I thought, oh, so it's another personality. He's <laughs> just uh, one of the personalities is in a wheelchair. What's your favorite McAvoy film? Ooh, what McAvoy? film that he's in or McAvoy performance in a film mm, film that he's in film that he's in I'd say First Class yeah I like First I Class I love First Class see, like, a real good play. I love Wanted I love that movie that, that film hit me at such a it. good time I just love I love the video game I love the the actual comic the Mark Miller comic I just well, I haven't well, I haven't played the game or read the comic so maybe that's why it's fantastic I'll take away for it. You know what was weird in this was seeing Michael Fassbender because I feel like we don't see enough Fassbender at the moment. Yeah, what's he been up to? I don't know. This, (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) He's so good in jobs. Like I know you'd like to do yes, no, and maybe. We didn't do it for Detective Pikachu, but I'm going to assume it was a yes. It was a yes. It was. It was. It was a yeah. Like I'm going to. I've already said yes. Yeah. Stop it. No more. Stop. It's like yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I get it. Jeez, calm down. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dark Phoenix. I, I'm going to assume a maybe. No. I'm going to go maybe because you're invested in this universe. I'm not. <laughs> You've had enough. I'm out. You're out. I'm done. It does. Just give me the Marvel X Men now. The MCU X Men. Exactly. That's that's just not bothered. Like, like I, I think Logan was such a great ending for yeah. the Fox X Men films. Um. The Deadpool universe has created a better X-Men universe. Yeah. With, like, a separate canon. And I feel like gonna, that's the way it all fold into uh, the MCU. But I, I love... First Class has been my favourite of the new, like, soft reboot trilogy. Yeah, since... Uh, this year's past, I, I had actually problem, more problems with, than most with. Interesting. Um, Logan I loved. The Wolverine Apocalypse. I loved. Apocalypse I enjoyed elements of mm. like I just wanted a film of like all the X-Men being teenagers in the 80s shopping at the yeah. mall when they cut the only scene I was looking forward and to that was a great scene I was so excited for that, that. Was, yeah so was I and then but the, I wanted it to be like a whole scene is pretty good yeah but it's not enough I wanted like a whole second act to be set in a mall yeah like the X-Men animated series you want the first episode where it's like the X-Men animated series. yeah with Jubilee and stuff yeah. at the mall <laughs> exactly that I wanted exactly that and we got the, the, the costumes that I've been waiting for since I was a kid for a second at the end. And now it looks like they don't have them and again. And then they don't have them again. Oh. They've gone back to the uniform, like the set uniform, which is such a shame because you could have had a campy 80s X-Men film. I really... Because that's what I've always said. You set the X-Men in the 80s, you set the Fantastic Four in the 60s, mm. and you just have like period superhero films and that'd be great and interesting yeah. and fun. But no. 
Yeah. No. I, I really... I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they want to do Dark... Well, I know why they want to do Dark Phoenix again. But it's just... Yeah. Speaking of no. Hellboy, really? Yeah. No. Didn't like it. Didn't didn't work for you? No. You know what the She's not for me, I don't think. The first trailer I think I remember saying it didn't work for me at the time, but I've seen it a few times in the cinema now and I'm kind of a little bit more into it's just, it. It feels a bit too try hard. I actually, actually like this trailer though. Uh, uh, it seems not bit, probably maybe not as much as I do the other one now, but I, f- I feel like they're, they're trying too hard with it. It does feel like it a seems bit. like, you know I get what you mean. Yeah. It seems like that kid who like comes in dressed as a goth one day and he's like, I'm a goth now. And it's like, why are you a goth now? Like, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't seem like it's naturally come to where it is. It seems like they're trying to sort of fit it into that, you know, that yeah. box. And it's just like, it doesn't really belong. There. I, I, I don't know. And when, when you've got like now an Academy Award winning director who's made mm. two great Hellboy films, I just feel like, yeah, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? What, you, what do you think you're going to accomplish here? And I just... I, I don't see them achieving much. I think this could be an underdog, though, of the... It just looks like, like way too much, like, big CGI set pieces. Yeah, which is what the, the Guillermo one did well, where it had yeah. some CGI in it, but it was a lot of practical stuff and a lot of just interesting which is visuals. Exactly, whereas this whereas just this looks one, and you said bonkers. It, you said it earlier when we were watching it, it's a bit Zack snyder Yeah, exactly. It looks like Justice League set, set piece. Yeah, and I think that's probably the best way to do it, but you, you no... You're not going to see it? Um, yeah, you'll see it. I'll see it. I'll see everything. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't see it if I was a if you, your average t- yeah. you know, if you had ticket pay and cinema goer. Yeah. yeah. Um, before we move on, I'll string this on you because I know you would have wanted to talk about this yesterday. The okay. trailer for yesterday. Oh, I was like, yesterday. yesterday. Well, I do no, yesterday. The trailer for yesterday because this was your most well, anticipated you, Yeah, trailer. if you listen to the most anticipated we didn't see at, the time, at the time it was... Um, you know the unnamed, the untitled Danny Boyle Danny directed yeah. <laughs> Richard Curtis project. Now it's got told yesterday. It looks incredible. It looks so good. I mean, you've only just—I didn't know this before, but you've yeah. never seen About Time before. No, I hadn't until like since since we've watched since we recorded our last episode. I've watched About Time and I loved it. So About Time is the primary reason I was so excited for this because yeah. it's one of my. I'd say it's in my top twenty films of all time. It's incredible. I'd say the same. It's so so good. Everyone's the best in it. Like even like Margot Robbie's little scene, you got Richard E. Grant I didn't in there. Know she was in it. That yeah, was a nice surprise. Yeah, I mean Donald Gleeson really carries Donald it. Donald Gleeson is the best. Rachel McAdams is, I would hands down say, the expert at playing love interest to time yeah. travelers at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, with like Doctor Strange, uh, the time traveler's yeah. wife, Midnight in Paris, <laughs> and About Time, which is quite an accomplishment um, in itself. Wow. But she's really good in it. She just sees that in the script and goes, "I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in." Sign me up. So, uh, but so much, yes. It looks like so much fun. Um, great little unknown cast in there for yeah. the most part. Uh, yeah, it just looks like a really interesting, like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. I wonder what that would be like. Yeah. And then you get to see it in like a sort of fun, heartfelt film. I really can't wait for and it. And I think Richard Cur- Curtis has got um, one of the best, like, wits of, like, yeah. or it very much captures the English-British Definitely. wit. Yeah. And I think that combined with, combined with his... Um, sort of romantic eye mm. is going to be, you know, is going to be the heart. It's going to be, yeah. And then I think Danny Boyle is going to be able to amplify that, put yeah. a magnifying glass over that. So I'm really, really it's excited. So to see English, it, it is. And it so is. It was about time. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Um, Watch it. So that was a yes for yesterday. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, we knew. Interesting because I, I thought I said no for you for yesterday when we spoke about it last time. 
That um, is interesting. We'll never know. <laughs> um, another one that I know is 100% a yes for you, The Irishman. I mean, when you can have a trailer... A, a teaser trailer which is just names. I mean, how great is it, first of all, that Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci and Al Pacino all have okay. eyes in their names what are the chances of that we can do something with this <laughs> but literally you can have what like six lines of dialogue a bullet floating Boring. in slow motion making their names ma- yes putting the eyes in all of their names and you've just got like I just said Martin Scorsese Robert De Niro Al Pacino mm. Joe Pesci I mean if what more could you possibly want you're in what what more could you possibly want? This is going to be so good. Um, I wonder now if the Irishman, when the font for that's going to come out, is going to have the bullet for the eye, or it's just going to be. But it's uh, got two way, eyes. Which bullet do you do you put it on the big eye at the beginning of Irishman? Or I'd do you go put for, it the, for the little one. I'd go for the middle eye. I'd go for the little one. Yeah, Steve wouldn't. Steve wouldn't. No. Well, he told us. He told me just now that he wouldn't. <laughs> um, but but a fantastic trailer. Fantastic. I mean, you get so much sort of tone and mm. and like. You know, without seeing anything, it feels like something we haven't seen for a while. I, I, I do think like it is an interesting choice, sort of. though, because the most—I won't say controversial, but the most talked-about thing about this film so far is the large portions of de-aging technology yeah. being used in it. So it's interesting that we haven't seen anything yet. Which is what I was expecting. I was expecting that teaser to end with a shot of all of them like standing yeah. together, probably, or in a room together. Like with the de-age, so we because, can at least see what it looks like. Because it's, it's a you know it's a tough thing. I mean, obviously we've seen. Um, you don't usually see it in a trailer because it might be off-putting so no. with um, well, Rogue One they didn't show anything yeah. but with Captain Marvel Captain Marvel they've shown quite a lot yeah they've shown all of it they've showed you know and obviously the, Sam Jackson has a big role and obviously this is going to a different level where you're going to have multiple people they they say you know the experts say that you know the more like points of reference you have the easier it is so yeah, so, yeah, so someone someone yeah, like sense. Robert De Niro Joe Pesci Al Pacino they're all going to have you know Numerous points of yeah. reference. Or if so. you think of like a Carrie Fisher, not as much. Not as much. Couple of movies, yeah. you know. Especially at that age. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So I hadn't thought of it that way. But then you think of hopes. Um, Tarkin and uh, wet Peter Cushing. He would have had quite a lot. But maybe not with but, the technology. But at the same time, it was a different actor playing him. There was, recreating, there was, there was recreating someone yeah. else's face on someone else as and opposed to still de-aging someone. Yeah, 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 that's a fair point. But I don't know. I feel like we'll see some, have to see something soon. But What's the release date? Uh, I think they're saying October. Okay. Um, award season. Award season. And speaking of that, Netflix are thinking of... Well, there's a rumor going around that Netflix are thinking of putting a wide theatrical release for this film, which is very interesting given that um, Roma last year obviously had was a Netflix film, and we'll talk about Roma in a little bit, um, had limited releases in theatres to get those Oscar noms. Um, and I feel like with a wide... It seems that Netflix are going for these... going to put these films now in theatres, perhaps. Do you think yeah. they can move towards that way? I don't think they there... should. I mean, there's talks about... Well, there's not talks. There's, you know, confirmation that Netflix are going to be up in their subscription prices. Yeah. So I think if they're up in their subscription f- prices, to then charge people even more money to go and see their films in a cinema, as opposed to... You know, the, the idea is that they're charging more because they're going to be putting more premium yeah. original films on their, you know... Um, what's it? The subscription... Yeah. On the, their Streaming service. On the, on the service, yeah. yeah. Um, so to then say, oh, no, but these ones you have to go to the cinema to see and still pay for. But it wouldn't... Uh, if... 
because the, the way Roman was done, it obviously had that limited release for a couple. See, of that's days. different. But yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, but like, do you think, like you have to. If, do if, you if, think it would be the because same sort of thing? If, if they change the rules for um, the Academy, the, the Academy Awards, and you know most award shows change their their rules of you know has to be screened in you know yeah. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, whatever yeah. for a certain amount of time. If they changed that, Roma wouldn't have seen cinemas. I can guarantee you that it would have stayed on Netflix and been on Netflix only, and still would have received the same you know nominations, etc. Whereas but, so, so that, that, that's sort of by the by. I kind of accept that and, mm. you know, get that that's kind of just yeah. the way it is. A wide release? I think that's a stupid idea. I think that's ridiculous. I think it, I think either lower their subscription pl- prices or keep them the same, or if you're going to increase them... But is that not the same thing wide release. Disney are doing? D- Disney's different. They started that way. But so you think because Netflix is going the other way and copying what essentially what Disney are going to be doing and what pretty much everyone but Warner the, Brothers are going to do a streaming the, service as the, well the Disney Plus original stuff isn't going to be theatrical that's true so but there, there will be some stuff that is theatrical obviously that so, will go so, so basically Disney are saying we're charging you price of admission to go and see this when it's brand new yeah and you can pay for your subscription fee to see this original content and this old stuff that's already been released yeah. right whereas Netflix are saying we're going to charge you this like even more premium fee now mm. and we're going to say but to see this you have to go to the cinema it's kind of it's wrong like Netflix is that's not what Netflix is yeah no no, I do see your point um, but, but with all the Roma stuff it's going to cause those sort of conversations at Netflix as to what the next step is and they've already obviously acquired um, the Ted Bundy one which uh, rumours are that they want to push that for an Oscar as well again that, that's another don't have a problem with and to be honest with you even if they did a theatrical release to coincide with um, their on demand release and I think that's I'd kind of get behind that because it's like you know what I would I would personally rather see it on a big screen exactly I'm going to go and see it on the big screen now and you know average like Joe Bloggs I'm going to pay my price of admission to see yeah. it because I'm choosing to do that yeah. but to say like no, we're Netflix. We're, we're you're paying us your subscription fee so we can make original content, which you then have to pay again to see. Yeah, I do get your point. That's um, backwards. It's wrong. It's interesting to see what they do. It's only a rumor at this point. Um, yeah, sure. We'll see whether it actually comes up, whether it will be a wide one or whether it is just a limited one. Um, we'll see over the next few months of the way they market it. Especially marketing for it will be quite interesting then, depending on what they do, because you don't normally see, you don't often get Netflix trailers in the cinema. You do get some. Yeah, I remember we got quite a few bright trailers, didn't we? I don't remember seeing. I feel like we got quite a few because every single one of them would then advertise the soundtrack afterwards. I thought that was a bit got a bit annoying. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did get a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I try and block out bright as much as I can. Um, (laughs) Screenplay is good. Read the screenplay. Well, maybe (laughs) I'm busy. <laughs> um, let's go on to we'll move on to our other trailers. Um, so we've got Rocket Man was our next one. It came out a week and a bit ago, I think. Um, so you get a little bit more story again if you don't know the story of Elton John, which I I, I don't really I don't know too much about his I, story. I'm still curious as to whether we're going to get the full story because he's obviously a producer exactly. on this. So um, often when the person involved is part of telling the story, you can kind of. Gloss over, you know, a bit of tipex over the bad bits. And that's, also, that's been spoken about recently because Chris Hemsworth is going to be playing um, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan. Uh, in a film. And obviously... He's been surrounded by controversy exactly, the last decade, really. He's an exec producer on it. So it's obviously... He's not going to do all the recent stuff. It's going to be him at his prime. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the Andre the Giant stuff. Color, yeah, no. exactly. 
Um, but this is the same sort of thing, apart from Elton John's probably a better person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had some... He did. <laughs> he had some troubling times in his life. I mean, and to be honest with you, from the trailers, it looks like they're showing it. It, yeah. it does look like they're showing it. And I see that more. For, I can see Elton John being more like accepting of it, yeah, maybe. and probably looking back and understanding what he did was wrong. Whereas Hulk Hogan, <laughs> no, we're not no. seeing any of that. Who do you think would win the fight? <laughs> Elton John or Hulk Hogan? I mean, my like mind's real fight. <laughs> I think so. Um, but we get to see a little bit of Taron Egerton singing as well. I mean, I mean that, that's, what, that's what's come out and been confirmed now, that it's exactly. him singing, whereas Rami Malek was exactly. combined with, um, obviously, Freddie Mercury's vocals and, like, a vocal impressionist who yeah. became famous on YouTube, as weird yeah. as that sounds, but it's like a combination of their, the three of their vocals. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, this is Taron doing Elton, and he's, he's nailing it. He's, he's doing a great him. job. He did sing in Sing. He did sing in Sing. He's... Sung and sing. Good movie. Um, so you kind of got a tease. Maybe that's where they... He sung Elton John and sing, didn't he? Yeah, I think he yeah. did. Maybe that's I'm how still they... standing. I'm pretty sure he yeah, did. He yeah, he did. No, you said that it was I'm still standing, yeah. Wow. Maybe that's the... That and obviously the they, they, they co-starred in uh, Kingsman 2. They did. Oh, well, there you go. Match made in heaven. He was born to play Elton John. The more I see of this, the more I think that. For a second there, I thought <laughs> he meant Elton John was born to play Elton John. I mean, in some ways he is in playing way, a character. Yeah, right. Elton John. Wow. This I is mean, sometimes you have to kill the person you're born to be wow. to be the person you want to be. And I came out of that. That's not from the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, no, maybe. Oh, yes. Rockman? Yeah, yes. I, I, I had a feeling. Yes. I, I know you're more excited this than this than you were for Bow Rap. I'm an Elton guy. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm not really a Queen fan. I'm an Elton as soon guy. As and Tiny everything Dancer I've seen of this on. looks better. Tiny Dance is my all-time favorite you'll, song. I guarantee you'll cry. It's going to be at my funeral. I hope you guys can all make it one day. In the Tiny far future, I hope. <laughs> um, the last tra- trailer we're going to talk about um, is a long shot, which is Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Sort of a romantic comedy. Um, so she plays, I think, a Secretary of State. Yeah. And, uh, the Secretary of State. The se- oh, Sorry, Charlize. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a sort of romantic comedy. I, didn't ex- I was expecting it to go more down the comedy sort of side of it but it looks it's pretty heartfelt yeah exactly and that's not what I was expecting from it's Seth kind Rogen. of that upsidey sort of vibe yeah you know I, I'm down I think it looks pretty good I think I'd, it's pretty I'd, fun. I'd give this one a maybe I mean, I'm getting yes I'm getting some this of week. the comedy what have we got um, Detective Pikachu so we've gone yes no 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 yes 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 majority yes this week no maybe interesting the, Steve, so decisive the only one Steve really wanted to watch was X-Men yeah, yeah, and couldn't be more annoyed by just, Hellboy or the yeah. Irishman. He hates them. He hates he hates Pikachu as well. He's actually sitting there right now. He's just not mic'd up. Yeah, we couldn't get it to work. Yeah, um, isn't that right, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll go into the Oscars talk. Um, as it was this last yeah. weekend. No headlines this week because no headlines. all the headlines were the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah, much, we kind of spoke about the headlines that were, which are Chris Hemsworth and that, yeah, that the Irishman Netflix stuff. Um, so the Oscars. What did you think of the ceremony as a whole? Obviously, we had no weird. We needed a host. It did. It felt like it was, it was something was missing, and it was the host. It was the opened with Queen. We thought it was going to be a medley. They did like two songs. They didn't do Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Very strange. That was very odd. And then it goes to a break. 
Yeah, it, it, it needed a host. And, there was yeah. no opening monologue. The, 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 was, I mean, was sort, sort of. of I mean, I mean it was no different to a normal skit, f- skit from a skit. Different from a normal skit from a couple of comedy presenters. Yeah. But, um, you know, Amy Poehler, uh, Maya Rudolph, and, and Tina Fey should have hosted the show well, in my opinion host- it was so all, good they could have all taken it in turns if they all didn't want but to be like you know what? most of the presenter bits worked for me like even yeah. like Melissa McCarthy and like the city costume and stuff yeah, like all of that sort of worked um, it just needed a, a, a host and, and they had one on dis- they had three of them on display and in fact there wasn't even three of them because they had like different presenters that could have easily done it I think of Keegan-Michael Key yeah, Kim Peel would have been great host, and I still don't understand why that didn't happen. His entrance on the, uh, <laughs> the Mary Poppins entrance was, was fantastic. <laughs> One of the highlights. Um, it was so good. I mean, I think to sort of peek behind the curtain, Steve, James, and I all watched it. I hosted a little Oscar party for it, and what did you think, Steve? And we was all um, no? okay. Thanks, Steve. We all uh, went to complete silence. We, 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 you know, we was commentating and talking throughout, just as laughing mm. and joking, whatever. But as soon as <laughs> as soon as Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga performed mm. "Shallow," we all just went silent. Like we all just was so, it, you know, wrapped up in it. It was great. I thought it was a fantastic performance. I thought I don't, I don't think I loved it as much as you and Steve did. I don't know why. I'd... I thought it was amazing. It was, it was like one long take. It was like the the uh, the being on the stage, looking out. I think it was. Um, oh God, who was it? Joss Whedon was commenting on like how well directed that segment was. <laughs> mm. Apparently, that was all down to Bradley Cooper as well. Really? So not Director, only really? He, yeah, he's not Snub. only directed. Yeah, he's not happy about that. Um, yeah, he's not only directed *The Star Is Born*, but he's now directed himself at the Oscars. And we said this again when you weren't here on that unreleased episode. Um, what What would you think about him doing *Guardians* three? No, thank you. No, interesting. No. No. I'd rather him do. I'd rather him do sort of. His own more, stuff. Like, dramatic films Fair and enough. you know things like that yeah it was just something chucked down there um, obviously the the big one this year best picture as always every year like, just to go back to that I think if he was okay. maybe on set a little bit more with the others then maybe but he spends the entire time in a booth he's not even the on set rocket that's fair enough so mm-hmm. like he he doesn't get to see that um, yes James we all heard that no, didn't. <laughs> uh, Steve stop dropping things in the studio <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, he doesn't get to. See, he didn't get to see like the James Gunn relationship on the set and stuff like that. He wasn't around all that as yeah, much. He was just point. in a booth. So point. I, I'm not sort of for it to be honest. Okay. Um, so let's go into some of the awards. Um, uh, the Green Book kind of surprisingly, surprisingly, was, sort of surprisingly. I think disappointingly. Is disappointingly more, is the right way to. I wasn't it. surprised. I think I literally I tweeted it in November that yeah. he was going to win. Did you put money on it? That's my pinned tweet. I didn't, actually. Maybe the, the odds are never any good on the Oscars. No, but maybe you should have. No, well, I, believe this was, I believe this was the first year that Americans could bet on the Oscars, whereas... Oh, really? Yeah, we've had it in England for... I mean, since I was 18 and legally allowed to vote, I've been voting on the Oscars. Uh, betting on the Oscars. But mm. I don't do it anymore because the odds are just... Too low. They're too low, yeah. I did look at it and it was like something like... I did six categories and I would have made 77p. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Um... So, it w- yeah, it wasn't a surprise. It was between Roma and Green Book. Um, they gave it to Green Book, and people were not happy. No, because at the end of the day, Green Book, technically speaking, Green Book um, is fine. You know, mm. it, it, it does the right things. It's got two fantastic performances in and there. And that's it. 
But from uh, a storytelling perspective, it's, you know, very much we cured racism by two people in a car, uh, you know, a white man teaching, you know, an African-American how to eat chicken. It's just a bit like, what are you doing? And the the, the problems around um, Nick Vallelonga, the screenwriter, um, sort of approaching the family of Dr. Um, Shelley, um, and the family saying no, don't do this. That's not what happened. And we're basically his dad has basically just elaborated everything and yeah. told his bizarre stories. And not to mention the dude's like a scumbag racist, you know. Yeah, who's talking about um, Muslims cheering for nine eleven and stuff like that. He just it's nothing about it is great, and it is kind of sort of as Spike Lee's not shied away from the whole yeah. driving Miss Daisy thing all over again. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's disappointing. I think I think Mahershala deserved his yeah, award. Definitely. I think Vigo deserved his nom. Yeah. Um. I think it shouldn't have won for screenwriting. It shouldn't have won for best picture. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. I think you could see it. You could, I think you could see it in the room there when it won. I think the score was pretty good. Other than that. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. You could see editing it. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, I'll, I'll tell you what. Through that later. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that. And. You could see it in the room when Green Book was announced. It was like, oh, yeah, interesting. This is what they've gone for. I know so I've seen some people saying perhaps it's just a little bit more of a feel-good film over Roma. Makes you feel a little bit better. But, yeah, I mean, but is that what you? Yeah, is, is that, that what you want? I think I think I, I think Roma is more important. I think it's yeah, more important exactly. Film. And like Roma did, what I think it picked it. We'll get onto it when we go through the winners. Um, We'll, we'll go. We'll talk about it in a minute. We'll go around to Black Panther, which kind of surprised everyone. Yeah, I think deservedly got its, its, it's three three awards. wins, which obviously now Suicide Squad can shut up. Yeah, um, finally, we've got a film that deservedly one of the. You can argue that it's not the best superhero film that's ever been made, but it's definitely the most important one. What is the best superhero film that's ever been made? The Dark Knight. That's it, Steve. He agrees. He said Daredevil. <laughs> Oh, Steve. <laughs> I always picked you as an uh, electric guy, Steve, but I hate sequels. He hates sequels, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, but it picked them up. It, the score was probably the biggest surprise for most people, I think. They weren't expecting that. But yeah. that doesn't, again, even that's not like a massive surprise. I mean, the biggest surprise for me in terms of score is still the first man wasn't nominated. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, the other nominees were... Isle of Dogs, Black Klansman. If Bill Street could Mary talk, Paul. is what I thought was going to win. And yeah, Bill Street was the one I thought I, was going to win. Of the nominated, I wanted Poppins. I actually thought that had a great score. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, yeah. But I, I like the Black Panther score. I really like the Black Panther. Uh, for the soundtrack, if that means anything. I don't know. I'd say I prefer. I like the score. It's so unique and feels like part of that world, and just gives Wakanda. As soon as that noise came, like the score came on in Infinity War. You go, oh, this is where we're going. Yeah. And it kind of, you hear it before we actually go to Wakanda. The most deserved award they had, though, I think was costume design. Because it was incredible. The costumes yeah. that they create for that are amazing. And production design was the other one yeah. that they won. Um, so Marvel Studios have their first one. Their first three three Oscar wins. DC, where you at? Up your game. Wait, four? Didn't they get one? For, did Infinity War win? No. Who won visual effects? First Man. Oh, also great. 
Which, but I don't know. That's that's an interesting one. There's, there's a lot in Infinity War that doesn't look that doesn't look fantastic. Same with Black Panther with visual but effects. It, First Man's a diff- an interesting one because for visual effects, because there's a lot of smaller sort of details to it. Whereas obviously Infinity War is very in your face the effects. Yeah, but they they're in your face. They don't look great. All of them. Whereas, I get what you mean. Whereas yeah, First Man does a lot of just invisible stuff. I'd say the other noms for visual effects were Solo. Ready Player One. Ready Player Chris One was our winner, wasn't it? Which I thought was incredible. I, think so. I don't think I, I think I put Avengers at one. Um, <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, a number of Marvel film that was probably the least surprising winner, or one of the least surprising winners of the night. Spider Man and Spider Verse picking up. Yeah, I think that that Animated. along with Alfonso Cuarón for yeah. Best Director was the two and Mahershala. And Mahershala, yeah. The the biggest locks of the ones. night. Um. So we'll run down some of the categories. Uh, yeah, 2018 up. Best Picture winner from Insider. The, oh, Spider-Man. yeah, Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Overall Best Picture. And they didn't even campaign for it because they didn't need to. Exactly. Um, but a Spider-Man film has has got a, has won a Best Animated. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, so we'll just run down the categories. Stop if you want to talk about any particularly. Cool. Go ahead. Um, Best Supporting Actress, Regina King. Great. Best Makeup and Hair, Vice. Yeah, great. I, I thought that was coming. Yeah, that one was the one. The other nominations were Border and Mary Queen of Scots. Uh, I don't know what Border is. Um, Queen of Scots could have got it. That's Mary Queen of Scots. There, yeah, it could have got it. But, but the, the transformation in, in Vice. It's the same. Last, I said it Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour, exactly. It's the same sort of thing. Um, best documentary, Free Solo. No surprise, really, there. RGB could have taken The site I'm looking at is RBG. Oh. Which way was around it? I, I thought it was RGB. It's RGB. Yeah. Um, best costume design we've spoke about Black Panther film editing Bohemian Rhapsody right let's talk about this because the editing in Bohemian Rhapsody the film itself is atrocious it's honestly terrible yeah there's a scene online going around of um, the conversation they're having like outside a pub or something like that and there's like 40 cuts there's like 40 cuts in like less than a minute and it's ridiculous and that one it's utterly stupid but when you consider that the, the campaign completely managed to edit out <laughs> Brian Singer <laughs> and all that he's done, I kind of get it. And they managed to edit out every single, you know, reference to Freddie's homosexual life in any way. And Ooh. they could have they could have become a really important film for the LGBTQ yeah. plus community and they shied away from it by editing it out. So maybe they do deserve an award just for, <laughs> for that kind of editing. I'm yeah. joking, don't they don't at all. No. They, <laughs> that was a big surprise. Um, I know both of us had Vice as the... Yeah, Vice was, was incredible. I've heard, I think me, you, and Steve. Steve? Steve? Oh, you like Bohemian Rhapsody Z. Whoa. Fair enough. Fair enough. He, oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we both had... There's a moment in Vice, I think, that both got us as far as editing concerns. And I think that alone should be what I want. Yeah. Um, Where else was nominated? Vice, Black Klansman, The Favourite, Green Book, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Mm, cool. So Vice would be the only one. Like, I think Black Klansman had some moments. I would genuinely put Bohemian Rhapsody at the bottom of that list, like, completely. I don't know if I'd put it at the bottom. Completely but now that I've, Again, whenever I see that scene, I go, oh. It's awful. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, do, do you remember um, Catwoman? Do you ever see Catwoman? Yeah, yeah. You know, the basketball scene. Yeah. It's exactly the that. basketball scene. It's, it's just uh, it's, you've never seen if you've never seen the Catwoman basketball Does scene. You, do that? you don't have to watch. <laughs> don't, don't watch the rest of the film. Just watch it's the, the best scene. scene in the world. It's so good. And so like, good. every time I think of that, I also think of the the playground scene in Daredevil as well. Oh yeah, they just go hand in hand. Um, 
production design we spoke about black panther best cinematography another one that was probably a bit of a lock yeah um alfonso Cuaron i'm glad he, he doing uh, it for himself yeah and he he gave a little shout out to um i mean yeah uh, manuel lebetsky as well yeah. and like saying that every time he would think about what shot he was going to do he just said what would emmanuel do or what would teacher mm. do which is his nickname and i recommend i think it's on uh it's on definitely on youtube i can't remember what channel it's on there's um, if you've seen it, there's a beautiful shot um, of, of the beach scene, and the, long they, shot. The, yeah, there's a lot. Oh, it's, it's such an amazing shot. And there's a video on YouTube of how they actually did it, which I recommend. Oh wow! Giving it a watch. Um, uh, best sound editing, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I get it. Uh, well, I think this one was the one we thought A Quiet Place was going to get. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's like rare we, for yeah. editing and uh, mixing to go to two different people. Yeah. Excuse me. Wait for the sneeze. <laughs> Steve, say bless, bless you. you. <laughs> bless you, Steve. Um, it, so it wasn't a and it surprise. wasn't nominated. So a quiet place wasn't nominated for mixing. Yeah. Um. So and I, th- I think kind of everyone expected. I, I guess as we was talking earlier about the Taron Egerton thing, it's kind of you know editing three voices together to create one vocal and yeah. You know, to get the live yeah. sound yeah. or recorded sound. Like, there is a, th- a few things in there that I can kind of see it going towards. Yeah. I mean, generally, I'm not the biggest Bohemian Rhapsody fan, so yeah. I, I kind of push it back against <laughs> a lot of it, <laughs> kind of instinctively. But, yeah, I, I get it, I get it. Yeah. It's not like editing where I don't but understand. A Quiet Place should have won. I, I agree. Um, as you said, best sound mixing was Bohemian Rhapsody as well. Um, do you want to hear the other ones nominated, in case you want to disagree with that? Or No, let's no, go. Okay. Best foreign language film... Unsurprisingly, Roma. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't get this picture as well. Yeah, what a shame. What an academy. Uh, one that we've already kind of spoken about that was the biggest lock, Marshall Ali, Green Book. He was great. He was, he was, he was really great. Incredible um, and deserved to win it. Two for two. Yeah, agreed. I wonder what his third one's going to be. Maybe it'll be... Elite and Battle Angel. <laughs> I can tell you now. I've not seen it. It won't be. You sure? Like it's not him that's bad. Like it's the character that's bad. But is it like he, um, he is just wasted? Is it like Eddie Redmayne where he like won the Oscar and then was in it's, Jupiter Ascending? It's it's not quite that oh, level. It's not that bad. Like take it's a shame out. Steve's not here to talk about Aaliyah because of how much he loved it. He is here. He Steve, is. how much did you love it? If you if you Whoa, loved it, that much, if you loved it, say nothing. Wow, that's his own. Wow. Really, he, he went quite. He literally shut his mouth. Wow. But yeah, no, that film. I don't know. I, actually, now I think about it, it might, visual effects is really? probably down for... Like, we might see that again at Oscars next year. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, animated feature, we spoke about Spider-Man Spider-Verse. Best live-action short, Skin. Best animated short, Bow. Bow. Great. Bow, bow, bow. Um, best documentary short, Period, End of Sentence. Um, best visual effects, First Man. Best original screenplay, Green Book. Now you said you didn't wouldn't give it to Green Book. No. Uh, the other noms were Favorite, Roma, Vice, and First Reformed. What would you give it to? Probably Vice. I thought yeah. it was a really What's original that? idea. Uh, of, often films like that, like um, The Big Short, was based on a book and stuff. Yeah. Whereas this was just based on like pure research and stuff yeah. like that. I thought it was a really original way to tell that kind of interesting story. I mean, if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Vice is probably where my vote would have gone there. What I think you? I would have gone the favorite. I think that that was again another like historical thing, not exactly. based on something specifically. Um, 
And I think that was kind of, pun intended, the favourite to get screenplay, but then Green Book. <laughs> did, did not deserve that award. No, I didn't. Uh, best animate, uh, animated? Uh, best adapted screenplay, Black Klansman. Spike Lee's got his Oscar. Yeah. Deserve, his celebration alone was and amazing. To have Sam Jackson giving him his Oscar yeah. was one of the best moments of the night, I think. Uh, second only to Barbara Streisand talking about being like best mates with <laughs> Spike Lee, <laughs> yeah, was which was weird and, and incredible, then, and I loved it. And I remember, can't wait for them to collaborate in the future. Do you remember Richard E. Grant's reaction to Barbara Streisand? He was <laughs> like such fangirl. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. Which is pretty fun. Um, yeah, Black Lands, but probably, yeah, I, I would have given to a Black Landsman and yeah good on Spike Lee for finally getting one deservedly so um, best original score Black, Lan- uh, Black Panther sorry it's too many films um, best original song we kind of spoke about it with their performance already yeah I always sort of trick myself into thinking they vote for the song on the night because I'm always like wow that's good that could win <laughs> but like, <laughs> even though they've decided like long before yeah. the biggest one for that for me was um, uh, God 2004 14 I want to say when we had the Lego movie come out with oh, like yeah. Selma and like everyone was like oh the Lego movies it didn't get you know it's got to win it didn't get nominated for best song it's got to win it's got to win and then um, all of a sudden um, <laughs> all of a sudden out of nowhere they performed Glory and everyone's like oh, okay yeah Glory's got <laughs> Glory's got to win it'd be ridiculous if everything is awful and wins now and everyone sort of shut up and sort of shut back because it didn't get nominated for, for something I can't remember now uh, didn't win Best Animated or something yeah. like that uh, Best Actor Roman Malik not a real surprise no I think the campaign was going that way I personally would have given it to Christian Bale but yeah. what are you going to do um, Best Actress Olivia Coleman. Best Speech of the Right Best Speech of the Right we were talking earlier about how um, Richard Linklater Richard Curtis's stuff is the most British thing ever that I think her speech was actually the most yeah. British thing ever yeah. which came out just oh this is hilarious <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a great speech if I forget you're going to give you a snog it was just so British so relatable yeah. so real good on her and I was so happy for yeah. her I could not have been more happy for her I honestly thought Glenn Close was going to win it so did Olivia Coleman. yeah but she really deserved it she was amazing in the favourite yeah and then uh, kind of just to wrap up uh, best director was Alfonso Cuaron no surprise big, big, biggest yeah, luck yeah. and then obviously best picture Green Book which you spoke about um, so that's it for award season there we go until next it's year until till 2020 now we just wait to hear what we can from Sundance and, and TIFF Steve. and Can and all that as they come and yeah. Steve that's you can't say that <laughs> um, whoa right my favourite part of the show your favourite part of the show um, last week's box office Steve do you want to re- no okay um, so we'll go from five to one as always. Isn't it romantic? With seven, uh, with seven million coming in at fifth place. Uh, Fighting with my family coming in at four, uh, in fourth place. The Lego Movie Two, the second part in third place. Elite Battle Angel dropping from first to second uh, to get claim number two. And How to Train Your Dragon Three in number one. Pretty. You know, it's no kind surprise. of what I expected there, with especially no. that 55 million is kind of what I was... It's yeah. a good film as well. Is it, it, came out, it came it. out a few weeks ago. I think it might be my favourite of the How to Train Dragon, but it's the only one I've seen in the cinema. So Interesting. Maybe that's biased. Um, yeah, uh, 55 million is kind of expected for this time of year. Yeah. Um, should we do? Should we just go straight into predictions? Let's jump into the predictions. So, should I, should I go for mine? You go, you go first. So I think five is going to be uh, fighting with my family. Um, oh, I didn't say which one the new releases. Oh, yeah. Greta and Tyler Perry's A Media Family. Continue. Yep. 
So Fighting My Family is going to be number five, I think. Uh, with the Lego Movie 2, the second part, at number four. Okay. Uh, number three is going to be uh, Alita Battle Angel. Mm. Uh, number two is going to be Tyler Perry's A Medea Family, because... I've never seen a single Medea film, but they, but they all make, seem to make all, money. Yeah, and I, I'm just not the audience for it. I don't think, yeah. and I think there's definitely an audience there, and I think they're going to come out. Yeah, um, for that one, um, and then uh, How to Train Your Dragon is going to retain the number one spot. Number I one. think it's probably going to be around you twenty-seven. A Medea. Okay. Yeah. No. Go on. Um, I'll do mine. Uh, I'm going to put fighting with no. I'm gonna put the Lego Movie two Ooh. at five. Interesting. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put Greta in at four. Wow. Chloe Moretz has done quite a big. She's been on all the talk shows this week. Okay. Um, I've heard good things about it. Um, so you never know. Um, it might flop. Um, uh, Steve's gonna put it somewhere. Number one, we'll see. Um, Steve. Then I'm gonna put Alita at three. And then I'll put Tyler Perry at two. And I'll put How to Train Your Dragon. Probably, yeah, I'm going to go 30, just to be different. 30, okay. I don't, know if, I don't know if it'll make that much. It might. It might. <laughs> that's, my, that's my argument. <laughs> Sorry, I can't argue with that. I literally can't. Steve, your your predictions? Like Benji was last year, Steve. Steve, come on. Like, come on. Like, no, yeah, they're not going to re-release the first Daredevil film just because we've spoken about it on this show, Steve. He's, he's just refusing to the box office this week. Which means that's an automatic lose. That means he has to buy us lunch. <laughs> um, but that's it for the show this week. It was a good show. It was a good show. It was good to be back. Uh, makes I think it's nice when there's just a sort of one-two back yeah. forth like this. <laughs> Steve's gonna love that. <laughs> um, where are you on Twitter? Uh, at Mr TT Green. And I'm at Floodgate28. Let us know on what you thought about the Oscars and your box office predictions for next week. And if there's any trailers that come out during the week, hit us up. Give us a comment and. Maybe we'll give you a shout out. iTunes, rate review. Rate review. Goodbye.